What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Jamo K. Davis here. Had a great weekend. Watching the end of the Olympics. The beginning of Summer League in the NBA. The Hall of Fame game. A bit of a dud. 16-3 Steelers win. I mean, come on. We expected it to kind of be a dud. There are some regular season games that are duds too, so let's not be too judgmental. It was basically a Steelers Hall of Fame induction ceremony with five Steelers going in. Made for a pretty good weekend. Made for a pretty good weekend. I'm always sad when we get to the closing ceremony because it's, you know, I, I mean, I guess you, you realize that it's only every four years that this happens, but the Olympics kind of fills that boring summer when there's pretty much just baseball, unless you're into basketball and you want summer league and seeing some of the rookies play, but it was fun. USA, uh, 39 gold medals, 113 overall, if I have that number correct in my head. Most goals of any country. And most medals of any country. Most golds only by one over China. But overall medal leaders by almost 30 overall. And I still contend, you know, this whole Russia, as I've been bringing up, look, if you're banned, you should just be banned. You can't go under another name. And Russia's in third place with 71 overall medals. Russian Olympic Committee, but they can't have their flag. Okay, whatever. They're still Russians. But they were in third place. I got a lot of different things that I want to talk about. The first one is that I'm not saying we're getting overly sensitive with the cancel culture. But I think the rush to judgment, if you will, the immediately shock of, oh my gosh, something happened. In this case, it was a big mistake. And it doesn't look good for real instances where there's been a racial slur or someone has, you know, is in trouble for sexual misconduct and it turns out to be false. But bottom line is, you know, Twitter started going crazy last night about at the Colorado Rockies game. There was a racial slur yelled at Miami Marlins outfielder Lewis Brinson. And everybody said, oh, he was saying the N-word. The Rockies put out a statement because they succumbed to basically social media pressure live on the broadcast, the Colorado Rockies broadcast. The announcers called a fan disgusting. We, we don't condone that kind of language. 
And realistically, what unfortunately happens is a snowball on social media gets everybody worked up into a frenzy. And you're almost tried and convicted before you have a trial. Or in this case, some sort of an investigation was done. And so everybody thought that this racial slur was directed at an African-American player on the Marlins. The Rockies put out a statement, quote, on Sunday that they were disgusted, end quote, at what was widely believed to be a racial slur. They didn't want to identify the man and probably, you know, you didn't want to put yourself out there if you weren't sure, but a lot of media representatives and the Colorado Rockies did, saying that they don't condone, you know, the kind of bad language Quote, the Rockies remain dedicated to providing an inclusive environment for all fans, players, and guests at Coors Field. And any fan using derogatory language of any kind will be ejected from Coors, Coors Field, end quote. Luckily, the fan wasn't identified, although everyone could see him clearly on camera when I was looking on Twitter. And in the end, he was yelling for Dinger. Not saying the N-word. He was yelling for the Rockies mascot Dinger. Trying to get his attention for a photo. No racial slur at all. And the funny thing is, I feel like, in many ways, you could have told that from the video because the person who we, some people are thinking it was directed at, Miami Marlins player, uh, outfielder, Lewis Brinson, he seemed unfazed at the plate. He was ready for the next pitch as the word dinger, dinger, dinger was being yelled out. Calling out for the purple polka dotted dinosaur mascot. So in my mind, I feel like the statement that should have come out is the Rockies are going to change the name of the mascot to purple dinosaur. Something that maybe has no chance of being confused with the, the N word. I didn't necessarily see that happening, but I think that should happen. But I just think that we've got to take a little bit of a step back and not be so quick to judgment because what happens is one bad apple spoils a bunch. For the conspiracy theorists out there, now, when you do see that there is a real use of a racial slur, there will be considerable doubt. Someone's not going to believe it. And that's simply not good. I'm glad that in less than 24 hours, they were able to rectify the situation. But in some ways... The damage is already done. It's already done. 
Not so much in that for Lewis Brinson, he's like, I'm hurt. Somebody was using a racial slur. No, that's not it at all. It's more about the damage is already done because what you now have is a situation where people will doubt the validity of claims. When there is a real racial slur being used, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they were saying something else. Obviously, we all want to do away with racial slurs. And let's hope we get to that point. Let's hope we get to that point very, very soon. The NBA put out a tweet by, actually, it's the NBA at NBA official. The officials put out this tweet that beginning with summer leagues and effective for the 2021-22 season, game officials will enforce the playing rules in a matter that reduces the incentive for offensive players to use non-basketball moves to draw fouls. Oh, boy. Overt non-basketball moves used by offensive players to initiate contact with defenders will include when the shooter launches or leans into a defender at an abnormal, abnormal angle, the offensive player abruptly veers off his path sideways or backwards into a defender, the shooter kicks his leg at an abnormal angle, the offensive player's off-arm hooks the defender. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And it's a little too late. I mean, in my mind, James Harden's been doing this forever. He's the one who's going to be hurt most by it. I feel like they talked about Trey Young a lot. I didn't, despite the fact that one of the examples they showed was Steph Curry drawing the foul by stopping midway and letting the defender run into him and kind of jumping sideways. I feel like he didn't get the brunt of the jokes. It was mostly Trey Young and James Harden that their numbers are going to go considerably down. But a lot of players do this. Some for balance, some on purpose. But I think it'll make the product better. I think it'll make the game better. But you will see numbers go down. Maybe not Dame. Luka, yeah. But it's still going to be a good NBA. If anything, I feel like it'll be a more... It's a way to bring down the competitive balance without necessarily affecting the overall game. The defensive players get a win here in my mind. That's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to, and I'm excited. Now, you're going to hear everybody call it the James Harden rule. That's funny. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be funny. You're going to see a lot of that. But it also may be tough for and I would say mostly guards to adjust. The question that I 
don't feel that there is a an incentive to stop it is I don't think it should be a no call. I think the offensive player should get a warning. That's what I think. Especially if you remember there was the, uh, what's the call? Um, I feel like it wasn't James, but you know, when a defender is trying to check somebody on a three and they quickly try to shoot it and run through their hands. LeBron James does that too. But a lot of players, they won't get as many points from the foul line, from the free throw line. This will be interesting to see. I haven't watched, I've watched some summer league but I have not watched enough. Well, I haven't watched, I've watched four, three or four games, but I haven't seen this call come into play yet. But that's definitely going to be quite interesting to see the results of this no call. It'll be quite interesting. I feel like every week I'm doing something with uh, name, image, likeness. This next story I find um, there's also always something new like on the next frontier. And I think it's great. As I mentioned for athletes, I think it's going to be tough for the NCAA. I think these athletes can no longer be considered amateurs. And I think that might affect, I just like saying amateurs. I know I can say amateurs, but I like how some people say amateurs. But I saw this story come across on Twitter that Miami Hurricanes quarterback De'Eric King has an NIL deal with the NHL's Florida Panthers that he's going to be promoting the team, appear at some Panthers games and events. I mean... It's going to be the wild, wild west. Panthers chief strategy officer Sam Doer, or Doer said, quote, D'Eric is a superstar both on and off the field, and we are excited to reach and engage South Florida sports fans in new ways through this collaborative partnership, end quote. Of course, King is happy. He's getting some money. He said, quote, the whole NIL thing, I think it's really good for college football. My thing was work with good companies. You can't work with everybody. You want to work with companies that align with your core values. You don't want to go out there and work with that company, that company, that company, end quote. So I guess he's just saying he doesn't want to work with multiple companies. But at the same time, I need to do a little bit of digging because I'd be curious if, hey, De'Eric King, do you really think the Florida Panthers align with your values? Do you know Florida Panthers values? Are you a hockey fan? Or is it just because it's a big NHL franchise, it's easy to say, okay, they're a safe company to pick. And that's okay too. That's okay too. I think when you think in the NBA, 
if they were in college at the time, I wish I could remember what player was drafted that's really into fashion. Might have been Jalen Green. But if so, and you were in college, you you know, they're talking about King is going to also do so some co-branded art and own his own exclusive concession menu item. I mean, there's so many avenues you can go with this that it's, you know, yeah, this is Pandora's box. It's going to be everywhere, everywhere. But I also think that there are no longer, I don't know, like it's unfair. It's hard for you to wrap your head around it because you want to say, well, they're no longer college athletes. They're no longer amateurs. But that's only because we're not talking about the athlete that, or maybe not the athlete, but just a student at a university that just had a part-time job just to make ends meet, just to help pay for their college. And they did both. They're still considered a student. So good for him. Good for everybody. Good for the high schooler that I talked to you last week about from Texas who's skipping his senior year in high school and going right to Ohio State because he already's got an NIL deal. More power to you. All right, speaking of more power to you, if you're happy about the National Football League being back, me too. That first game is just... It may not be exciting, as I've mentioned several times, but it's like, yeah, football's back. You know, you just feel a little bit more alive. And you get excited about your team. You know, I think this year is definitely different with the number of players that are unsure about whether they're going to get the vaccine or not. And I think in the end, you're going to hurt your team. Because it is very, very close to the league may have me may have to say you have to get the vaccine in order to play. And that will not be good for like the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. I don't know about my decision. Cam Newton, not sure about my decision. Cole Beasley, uh, not sure. Kirk Cousins lost an endorsement already. This is where when you think about Charles Barkley and he talks about back in the day, I'm not a role model. Everyone's a role model. Now we could... It's not even a debate. Yeah, there are levels of who you are a role model to or for or the number of people you affect, but you are a role model. Someone is looking up to you, whether it's a future basketball player, your own children, a fan of the league, and in this case with Kirk Cousins, a fan of a hospital. Kirk Cousins, you know he's always been on my list. You know he has always been on my list. I got a bullseye on that guy. Overrated. Overrated. And he finally got cut. To an extent. 
Holland Hospital in Western Michigan said it's ending its relationship with Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota Vikings quarterback, over his stance on COVID-19 vaccines. This CNN report said that the hospital announced the cancellation of its agreement with Cousins after he refused to say at a news conference whether he is vaccinated, calling it a, quote, very private health decision, end quote. Cam Newton did the same thing. The NFL's in real trouble. You better get to the table with the Players Association right now. You cannot expect to make any kind of request of fans to be vaccinated to come into a game. And and I'm just saying this based on they may have to do that. With the Delta variant and now the Lambda variant, which is apparently worse than the Delta variant. And you can't even get the players to get vaccinated, but you want to ask fans to get vaccinated. And again, I'm not saying the NFL has said that fans have to get vaccinated, but it may come to that if the cases keep rising. Kirk Cousins was on the Minnesota Vikings COVID-19 protocols because he had close contact with a teammate who tested positive for the coronavirus. Cousins said, quote, if I get it, I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to let nature do its course. Survival of the fittest kind of approach. And just say, if it knocks me out, it knocks me out. I'm going to be okay. You know, even if I die, if I die, I die. I kind of have a piece about that, end quote. You have a piece about just dying because you can't take a vaccine. That's tough. That's tough on the team that's invested in you. That's tough for your teammates who you could potentially infect with the coronavirus. It's not all about you. And that's where I think that the players and the national public have to recognize this is not just about you. And you have to take yourself out of that and understand why you need to get the vaccine. And if you don't, I think the NFL should ban these players. Put pressure on the teams, which of course will also put pressures on states and federal governments. It's all a ripple effect. I think it is important that you think about others and not yourself in this situation. I think it is selfish when you think about just yourself in this situation. But we live in America and everybody has a choice. Lastly, let's talk about choices. Who you got to win the Super Bowl? You want to see Chiefs Bucks again? The Buccaneers are the reigning Super Bowl champions behind, I would say, the greatest season ever for a quarterback and Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. I mean, if you think about how he left the Patriots and went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team nobody expected him to go to, he wins the Super Bowl with them in his first season. It's just amazing. The Chiefs on DraftKings are favored at plus 500. 
Buccaneers behind them at plus 600. Bills behind them at plus 1,000. Green Bay Packers behind them at plus 1,300. I have no faith in the Green Bay Packers. I would never, ever bet on them. You don't know. Aaron Rodgers, two months ago, trade me. Oh, no, I didn't say that. I'm being mum about it. Now he's back with the Packers. Who knows if two, three months from now, because he didn't like a call that was made to end the game where he wanted to be able to call the audible. Then he's like, I'm done with the Packers again. No way I'm betting on the Packers. And I don't think for any of the fans that have a stake in ownership in the Packers, which is a beautiful thing that the Packers fans have ownership stake, they should be worried. And this is the last season with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, I do believe. Ravens plus 1,400. I don't know. Not with Lamar Jackson. He don't want to get vaccinated. Who knows if week two, week four, he may get the virus again. He may get close contact again. They have to be out. Do you like the 49ers at plus 1,400? Maybe the Rams at plus 1,400. Is there a sleeper team in there that you can take a big bet on? The Falcons. They still have Maddie Ice, right? Plus 8,000. The Jaguars. Could you see Trevor Lawrence leading them to a Super Bowl title? They're at plus 1,300. Not the Cowboys at plus 3,000. Drew Brees came back to try to win a Super Bowl. Maybe he can do what Tom Brady did. You can get the Saints at plus 3,000. Thirty to one. I mean, thirty to ones. It's it's not bad. $5 down, a little something, something. Why not? You never know. You never know. But there's some fun bets at the, the preseason. You might be able to get some, some early... Uh, Good value on conference winner, division winner. Regular season wins, not so much. I feel like a bet where I'm really like, I feel like I'm I'm taking a chance, but it really could pay off, is if it's anything above like 10 to 1, plus 1,000. The Detroit Lions to win the division at plus 2,800. If you want to go for it, you want to go for it. I mean, maybe you could take the Eagles at plus 550 to win the NFC East. The Steelers at plus 500 to win the AFC North. Some of those bets can be fun and worth your while to feel like you know, I called it, I called it. I mean, like, if you pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, you're like, okay, plus 500, yeah, but who wasn't going to pick the Chiefs to get back to the Super Bowl? That's kind of how I feel about it.
I'm not even finding great odds on the the bet the bets of to make the playoffs. You can get the Texans at plus 800. I wonder what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. All of the uh, alleged sexual misconduct talk has kind of, I'm not going to say calm down, and it's still real. It's still out there. It's still uh, in um, a serious alleged defense. But I feel like the fact that he's back at practice Maybe some people are okay with Deshaun Watson this season. I mean, I know the Texans are crossing their fingers they are because I don't know what they're going to do if they got to sit him down like the Dodgers aren't able to play with Troy Bauer for another week. They feel like they may have to go the rest of the season without him. That's not going to be good. But necessary with what's going on with Trevor Bauer. Another thing that I like, uh, regular season most wins. It's a season special on DraftKings. You got the Kansas City Chiefs at plus 450 to get the most wins this season. The Bucks at plus 600. It kind of aligns with who's going to win the Super Bowl. But there are some teams that I'm surprised that are a little farther down. Green Bay Packers are at plus 2,000, 20 to 1. The Saints are plus 2,500. It's a quality team. The Chargers, plus 2,800. Paying out almost $30, 29 to 1. They could have the best record this season. Some things you never know. Lastly, perfect season specials. Any team to go 17 and 0, except plus 1600. Any team to go 20 and 0 winning the Super Bowl is plus 3500. A dollar to win 36. I know it's highly unlikely. But there's the biggest gap between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers at plus 3,500, plus 5,000 for the Bucks to go undefeated. And that team is kind of loaded. I'd like to see an undefeated season. It would be fun. It would be fun. Speaking of fun, I love doing this podcast. Thank you very much to all of you that have listened out there, sharing and subscribing to the pod. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Please leave a review. If you know me personally, text me, email me, let me know what you want to see me do differently or do better. I want to always get better. But for now, ciao for now.